Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and a big shout out to my international audience, my local fans, and my West Day family. I'm here today on the show with my guest, Miss Diana Sabatino, Managing Director for eWomen Network, a national organization serving women, business owners, and entrepreneurs. And this dynamic woman has an extensive business background both internationally and domestic. So you want to stay tuned to hear Diana's transformational journey from a career in sales to management and training for Fortune 500 companies and corporations. Let me tell you, this woman has had a very successful career as an entrepreneur and one who champions other women to become those successful entrepreneurs. So today, I want you to call all your friends, your colleagues, particularly those women who want to go into business or who are already in business, and if they miss this show, they can download it later for their listing pressure. Also, you can view my television shows as well on the same Voice America radio TV platform. So just plug in the name for my app, Dr. Barbara Young. If you're listening live today and you have questions of me or my host, Diana, call in the show. The call-in number is one 888 346-9151. Again, that's 1-888-346-9151. We'll be pleased to take your call. And now, let me introduce my guest for today's show. Wow, this dynamic woman, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hey, Dr. Barbara. How are you? Girl, I'm fantastic. I'm so excited we finally got you on the show. I really am. You know, after watching you in action for so many months, actually, I've been a member of eWomen for, what, a year, almost a year now? Yes. And it has been a pleasure to watch you each year and how, I mean, each each month, and how I was so fascinated always with your bubbly personality and your ease and how you facilitated the day's event with a group of women. And let me tell you, sometimes it gets pretty noisy and there everybody wanting to talk, wanting to network. But more importantly, Diana, how you have done such an incredible job, I think, in what you do. And so I wanted to feature you and have you share your story today. So welcome again to the Transformation for Success show. Now, I want to tell you this about Diana that I do know that she's from Pittsburgh, and, but she's lived throughout the United States as well as she had three years in Ireland. So I'm telling a little bit about you, Diana. And this woman can sing, let me tell you. She can <laughs> sing and she plays music. She sings the blues like she came from Louisiana. But if I didn't know, it, I would think maybe she hit out. <laughs> and that she and I are sisters from another mother. But anyway. Diana, tell me a bit about, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania, and I know that you thought so highly, and you had a wonderful mom and dad, so share where this all began. I did. I, I Well, I still do. My mom is still uh, with us, but I did lose yes. my dad in 89, but oh. growing up uh, in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, and uh, I was an only child, so uh, my parents, Gloria and Chuck, and um, my dad was in finance. And mm-hmm. so we were a very financially um, focused uh, mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. 
So I was always aware of money, and um, so I have a really good relationship with money, which I think has helped me throughout my my career. But um, growing up in uh, Pittsburgh and being an only, I think that kind of set the tone for me being in sales and being a connector, because as an only child, we would go on vacation or go away. So I was always um, interacting with people and going and finding the other kids to play with, because I didn't have a built-in you know, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. brothers and sisters to play with. Uh-huh. So I always had to go out there, introduce myself, um, and kind of sell the idea of, hey, come play with me. So I think that was kind of the start of my connecting and sales. <laughs> That's interesting, you know, because, um, you know, I, that was one of my questions was, you know, when did you realize that, you you know, you have these kinds of skills, you know, in sales and business? Now, I, I can see readily why, you you know, you're able to make friends easily because you had to as a child and mm-hmm. to make those overtures waiting, rather than waiting for somebody to come, you know, up to you. Uh, so to share a little bit about how did you start with your business career and, and you started in sales and how did that all come about? Well, it started relatively early. I started working when I was 14. I got a work permit and start working at the local uh, Eaton Park, which was like a Bob's Big Boy um, oh. type scenario. And I was the hostess. Okay. Uh, so I was always interacting um, with with the clients and the customers that were coming in. Uh-huh. And I, you know, for me, even as a young person, um, what I loved was I loved being around people. So uh-huh. the more people I could be around, the happier I was. So I, I think in my in my career in general, no matter what I've done, um, uh-huh. it just I have to be around people. That was always that's like a prerequisite focus. for me. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter uh-huh. what I'm selling. It doesn't matter what uh-huh. company I was with. It, it, it was really about making sure that I had that that connection with with other people. I just thrived on um, building those relationships, hearing their stories, learning from them. And um, and then, as you said, at the top of the hour, uh, I do sing. Uh, so that was something that I also did. So in the community, uh-huh. I was in uh-huh. a band and I sang every weekend at some function <laughs> from <laughs> you know tell, early on, uh, whether it was weddings or it was uh-huh. at the church or or it was with the, the local band at the, as I got older at the at the clubs and and so forth. There that uh, that was that. So I was always out and about, always interacting. That was always a big piece of my my life. Well, you know, this interesting um, as yeah. you share this because uh, I see this uh, this sort of dichotomy here that you you're artistic, you're musically inclined. You know, you know, I know you play the piano, and then yet you have this business savvy. And usually, you know, we don't. I'm not sure that we see or view women entrepreneurs with that the business savvy and the artistic bent. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? It's like it's all focused, you know, with business management um, skills and that we view maybe this person not having the artistic side of them. Am, am mm-hmm. I being clear about what I'm saying? Yes, I, th- I think so. Yep. Um, I mean, that was just always something. It was uh, obviously a, a talent and, and um you know, my parents, being that I was the only child, I was always the one, you know, from little girl, five years old, you know, get up and mm-hmm. sing that song for the for the family, you know. <laughs> I was always being put up on stage or to perform or to show what I could do. And, um, and I think that, you know, some people may look at that one way, but I always looked at it as I think it served me very well. It made me very social, um, mm-hmm. and it made me a little bit fearless. 
to just try anything. My parents always told me, you can be anything, you can do anything. Um, just go out there and do your best. And whatever that, you know, whatever that is, that's okay. And so I never felt that there wasn't anything that I couldn't do or couldn't try. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if I did try something and it didn't work out, what was the worst thing that could happen? I mean, I had a loving yes. family. I had a home. I had mm-hmm. people that <laughs> cared about me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nothing drastic was going to happen. So I, I was never afraid to take a risk. And I think on an entrepreneurial side of things, uh-huh. um, you know, you have to be a risk taker. You have to be, you know, have a little self-belief. Um, you have to be adaptable. You have to be passionate. You know, and I think those were all um, tools that I think my parents really gave me. I think um, and on the business side, my dad was in finance. And uh-huh. every Friday I was, I sat at the dining room table while he paid bills. So uh-huh. I was very aware of what the value of money was. And um, even growing up, my dad never said no to me. He would always take me to the envelopes. If I wanted something, the pair of Jordache jeans that the girls up the street had, or uh-huh. I wanted to buy something, he would take me to my envelope and say, well, let's see if you have enough money in your envelope. And if I did, then I had a choice. Did I want to uh-huh. use the money uh-huh. for those Jordache jeans? Or, hey, that's your vacation money. You might not be able to buy that bathing suit that you wanted. So he always gave me a choice. He always made me make a decision. And, then the and, and you know, I think that's great. I, I mean, you know, it. your dad, you know, it. certainly was a very wise man uh, <laughs> in terms of how he raised you. And, of course, it's evident. How how did you translate that, some of this upbringing that you had into, or how did you, into your business career? And how did you make it work for you? Well, I, again, I think um, early on I wasn't afraid to make uh, necessary risks and changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. My first job was in a jewelry company, and um, I got an opportunity to manage a jewelry store in Texas. So my first leave away from home, I packed mm-hmm. up the U-Haul, and I moved to Texas. And But wow. in the back of my mind, again, I thought, mm-hmm. what's the worst thing that can happen? I can come home. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the worst thing that could happen to me. Um, so I wasn't afraid to do that. I went, I worked for uh, Gordon's Jewelers in Houston, Texas, and I was down there for a few years uh, before moving to California. So that was kind of my jewelry stint of how mm-hmm. I got um, that in my background. But the management and people management, I was very successful in helping people, mentoring people, training them. Connecting, bringing the right people into the business. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I always went on the hire slow, fire fast kind of mentality of making sure you're bringing the right people into mm-hmm. the mix to be successful. And I learned mm-hmm. that really early on in my career. I had a couple really great mentors in the jewelry mm-hmm. business that really helped me understand the business side, not just the jewelry and the diamonds and the fun part, but the mm-hmm. actual business side of how to be profitable. What do you think was the biggest lesson that you learned out of your, because I was going to ask you about mentors, because when so many, with so many females, uh, entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, and we're growing, I always ask that question about, did you have mentors, were they male or female? So did you have female or male mentors? Um, I had actually both. Um, Mm -hmm. My first position um, was a female uh, mentor, Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. And, um, and then immediately after when I moved to Texas, it was a gentleman. And I think they both played a really good part on the, uh-huh. on uh-huh. the female side. She was very strong. Um, uh-huh. and she showed me what things I had to do as a woman in business uh-huh. at that time. Um, uh-huh. if I wanted to, to move up in the ranks, there were certain things I had to prove along the way that maybe a lot of the men at that time didn't have to prove. Uh-huh. And, um, but she also led me to believe that, you know what, it, that's okay. You know, you might have to compromise a little bit here, but if you really want this, is this if this is where you want to head, these are the things that need to happen and that uh-huh. you need to do. And maybe they only need to do 100%, but you need to do 110. Uh-huh. Um, so she always pushed me. And uh-huh. then uh-huh. Um, when I moved to Houston, it was a... Um, a gentleman, uh, VP uh, of sales down there, and uh-huh. um, he really helped me in understanding uh, really the people management side of things. Uh, okay. And, you know, how. Now, that's to... interesting. I'm sorry? I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I find it interesting because here with the female mentor, uh, she is, is really giving you a different message as opposed to giving 100%, 110%. Uh, and having to prove yourself different, although men didn't, you said. And then yet here you have a male mentor talking about people management and people development. I think that's interesting. I mean, to me. (laughs) Yeah, to me, they were both very similar Uh in the fact that they, I I do believe they were true mentors. They were people Uh that really, truly wanted to help. So I think there's people that we meet in our business and Uh as we're going up the ranks or as we're evolving, whether it's in corporate America or we're evolving in our Uh own businesses, there are people that are going to come in and out of our lives Uh and they all have, you know, their specific roles. uh, roles. I think she really gave me um, an outlook on um, on the women uh, on the woman's side of things of mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what would be expected of me as a woman business mm-hmm. person and he focused more on you know getting things right mm-hmm. so that it would allow me to advance without question and, you know, and again both I think played a really big role that. I think that's wonderful, and and you were the direct beneficiary of all that good stuff because guess what? According to uh, a research uh, survey that was done uh, just about a year, a year and a half ago, 48% of female entrepreneurs reported that a lack of available advisors and mentors limited their professional growth. Isn't Mm -hmm. that interesting? So we, we know that we mentors, and you're validating that point, mentors are certainly needed uh, for that professional growth and development. And more importantly, I think, uh, and we're going to talk about that a little later, about what are some of the challenges that you see today for the majority of women entrepreneurs, um, business owners. Mm-hmm. But, but back to this, I, I, I think this is wonderful that you had the, these two mentors in your life, and early on too, Diana, because it sounds like you weren't too far down. Because what do you think about if you're too far into the career and then having a mentor and having to rechange the way you think? Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking yeah. that you you had it early on where it wasn't too difficult to make maybe some adjustments. But what were some of the challenges that they pointed out for you or that you discovered yourself 
as uh, going into becoming this business entrepreneur? Well, I think when, in corporate America, I think it was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent over 15 years in corporate America um, mm-hmm. with MCI Telecom, uh, was mm-hmm. my big step into uh, corporate. And um, I went from being a salesperson all the way up to uh, handling their training department and for North America. And wow. um Mm-hmm. So I had many steps along the way. And I think there was always challenges. Uh, for me as a woman and a young woman in corporate, it mm-hmm. was about conforming. Uh, MCI was very much like a big blue company. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to take sort of that IBM, uh, I guess, formula. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I didn't necessarily fit into that formula as a young girl. I came in with, you know, I had the high heels, I had the dress on and, you know, and I was mm-hmm. cute, you know, um, <laughs> and that was a good thing. And it was a bad thing as I went up the ranks and uh-huh. I had one other mentor at MCI, a gentleman, um, and he really directed me as I moved into like major accounts with them as, and telling me, this is what you need to do. And I, I really balked at it at first. And I think a lot of women would say, you know, well, you can't compromise and you can't do it. But if you want to be in a certain, you know, in a certain position and with a certain company, this was what their expectations were. So uh-huh. you either uh-huh. went with those expectations or you were free oh, to go look for something else, you know, or choose not to make that role. So, I didn't really feel that I was compromising. I felt that I was um, doing what I needed to do to advance myself, and uh, and it was a matter of it was a matter of getting a suit. It was a matter of um, mm-hmm. presenting myself a little bit differently. Okay. I still was top salesperson. I still was doing uh, well within the company, but that wasn't enough. You had to you had to look the part too. Right. And but then once you were in, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think you know, to me, it was opening that door and saying, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to open it and this is the mm-hmm. way I'm going to walk through it. And um, he was very helpful in, in helping me do that. But I think um, within corporate, there were a lot of challenges, but because, you know, there there's expectations set from the very beginning, you're sitting down with an HR department and they're telling you these are the rules of the game and you either buy into those rules or you don't. Well, we're going to take, take a quick break. You know, we're an entrepreneur. When I started my entrepreneurial business, a little different because now you have that control to set Bye. your business up the way you want to set it up. Well, Diana, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and have that second session with you where we want to get down to the nitty-gritty, <laughs> okay, with Diana Savatina. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back, and we're going to get more of her success story as this entrepreneur. Thank you for listening, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better. But how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. 
But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there, and welcome back with my guest today, Ms. Diana Sabatino, Managing Director for E-Women Network, which is a national organization serving women business owners and entrepreneurs, and this is a dynamic leader, let me tell you, of that Orange County group, and I am so excited to have Diana with us today. So stay tuned, because we've got a lot more to share. So Diana, as we were talking about mentorship, we talked about how you really actually had this great opportunity to move into, is it MBI, the company, and where you went from sales to actually the training director? MBI, mm-hmm. That was quite a leap. One of the things uh, when you were sharing that, you know, I wanted to ask you this question, you know, because uh, it happened to be inter- making a big jump in my career. Did you feel any kind of F-E-A-R? <laughs> you know, it was, um, I didn't. And I'll tell you why. Um, okay. At the time when I went from that, the sales and uh, major account sales into training, um, my father had just passed away. And it was 1989. He had just passed away. Um, And I think at that point in my life, uh, I I don't think I was afraid of anything. I thought if I made it through that and I was still standing, um, there was really nothing that to be afraid of, to just pursue. And um, while I got offered the training position, and I thought it would be a good opportunity for me to kind of change my environment a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, allow me to travel a little bit more, and all over North America, and um, just give me a whole new view. I I was really Mm -hmm. having uh, issues after he passed, and I thought it was a really good opportunity to grow with the company and also give myself... Mm Um, just a whole new outlook and a whole new opportunity. Well, I think it's wonderful that you were able to do that. I mean, not many people can say that, but to translate that into a strength for you was absolutely wonderful. Now, you you worked with this uh, company, and then you were living abroad and working abroad and in Ireland for about three years, right? Yes, that actually happened when MCI got bought by WorldCom in Mm -hmm. 1996, 
And when that happened, my job no longer existed. They brought in all their own people and um, Mm -hmm. most of the management levels and so forth were eliminated. And we got, MCI treated me extremely well. I was there a long time. They gave me a, you know, a very nice package Mm -hmm. uh, when Mm -hmm. I left. And uh, funny story, I, they let me go on a Thursday Oh wow! <laughs> I know, and and they in those days they walked you out because it's um, telecom is federal, uh, so you can't take any of the you know they don't want you taking anything with you or anything. So the they actually walked you out, oh, and wow. um, that night I flew to Las Vegas because I had a home there which I had lived uh, there a number of years back, and um, now I had it rented. My renter left. I went back, and this is a brief story, but I get there on Friday. And uh-huh. to meet with the management company to release uh, the apartment or the uh, house. And uh-huh. knock comes on my door, and this is truly opportunity knocking. A knock came on my door, and now keep in mind, I'm in Las Vegas. I haven't lived there in six years. Uh-huh. I'm there for the day. A knock came on my door, and it was um, one of my old VP's uh, wife. She was standing uh-huh. in front of my door. And she'd only been to my house once when they brought me home from the airport one day. They both lived in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad you live here. You still live here. And I said, well, I don't. I'm only here for the day. And she said, well, my husband's been looking for you. He's run into a – he's been working with a marketeer in the U.K. who's getting ready mm-hmm. to break up the telephone company in Ireland. And he wants you to come down, take your vacation – and come down for a month and help him train people. Wow. I know. Wow. And I said, well, you'll never guess what happened. And so I got on the phone with him, and he said, so what are you going to do now that you're unemployed? And I said, well, I was going to start my own training company and consulting company. And he said, that's terrific. I'll be your first client. Uh, fly to Ireland uh, for 30 days and help me hire and train all these people, uh, which I did. Uh, so that following week, I was on a plane to Ireland wow. and um, went down there for 30 days, trained some people, uh, hired some people, helped them out. They had about 60 people in the company at the time. And um, long story short, went home. Two days after I arrived back home, they called me and offered me a three-year contract. All right. Uh, All which right. I said, <laughs> great, but uh, how about a year? <laughs> And then every year I renegotiated my contract for three years. And I went down there and I helped them build a training center. I helped them train uh, all their managers, all their people, mm-hmm. um, developed curriculum for them, and trained their, uh, hired trainers, trained their trainers. And when I left three years later, they had over 700 people in which the majority of them I had trained yeah. and interacted yeah. with. And wow. it was such a wonderful, wonderful experience. I lived and worked there for the three years. And it was probably one of the best experiences of my life. I think that's a wonderful story. And, you know, it also shows when the doors open for you, walk through them. And you are that's able right. to take that And when one door and closes, one door. door opens, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so it's such so a Diana, uh, classic knowing, thing, but it, it knowing you, happen. you had no you know, fear, so just, just walked so right ironic, on through, <laughs> you know. But um, it was a wonderful opportunity for me, and I really learned a lot while I was there. 
Um, and it really gave me an opportunity to, um, you know, work in my business internationally as well. And uh, when I came back home in 2000, um, I married my husband. Uh, I continued doing my consulting locally, but it kept taking me, um, it kept taking me on the road again. And I was a newlywed, and uh, so I was trying to figure out what could I do that would keep me close to home. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, long story short, went in to see my jeweler. Uh, to purchase something for my husband, and uh, he started inquiring what I was doing, and I was sharing with him my, a little bit of my woes of I didn't know what I wanted to do, and he said, well, you know, you have a jewelry background. Why don't you open a jewelry store? And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do retail, you know, <laughs> and he said, how about right. helping me train some people, and so uh, long story short, I did. I helped him train some people. Uh, in his shop, and the next thing I knew, he said, you know, you should do that, open a little silver shop, do your training on the side, like, so you can stay local, and it all made sense. I did it, and the next thing I knew, I had a full-blown jewelry store, and people weren't just buying silver, they were buying diamonds, and I was designing pieces, and I had a fine jewelry store, and here we are 13, 13 years later. And I've seen some of your jewelry, and it is absolutely beautiful. I'm waiting waiting to get my piece. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, my dear, I am here for you. Yeah. And so I now my jewelry, um, I closed uh, my shop uh, a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and now I just see my clients privately. I had a brick and mortar for almost 13 years, and uh, now I'm just seeing my clients private, just uh, doing the concierge and brokering the diamonds and making the pieces. So um, it's, it's been very, it's been a very good, uh, it was a very good business choice uh, at the time. So now I'm well, ready for that. something new and exciting. Well, I hope somebody's, you know, out there that's realizing that, you know, you can change careers, doors will open and sometimes uh, we're reluctant to, to go through those doors and they may even take us abroad, but have no fear. Diana has done it and she's still doing it. <laughs> well, you know, so. I think too, um, I think most people that are successful, no matter what business you're in, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an intrapreneur and you're within a company, whether mm-hmm. you're a millennial, uh, millipreneur, or whether you work for corporate America, you know, I think you're successful. I think you're not successful when you become too complacent. I think successful people don't accept status quo and they're constantly evolving. They're constantly making changes, adjustments, whether you're staying in that job or with that company for a period of years or, Mm -hmm. but you're changing, you're growing. I think when you're not growing, when you're not changing, when you're not evolving, you're dying. Well, you know what happens with stagnant water when the water stays in a place all what happens to it? That's right. So I, I think for us, it, it, that analogy uh, occurs and appears that we need to keep moving, uh, flowing water, running water, and keep going and moving. And so one of the things that I, I admired about you is that when you were asked to lead the eWomen Network, which was serving with business owners, what made you say yes? Well, there was two parts to that. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, I had just, closed my brick and mortar. So 
So now I was just seeing my clients privately. So I had a little bit more flexibility. Uh-huh. Um, not a lot more time, but more flexibility to my time. Uh-huh. Okay. And secondly, I had been a member for about three years. And uh-huh. I so loved the group, uh, the women that were there, um, the business owners, where they were at. I mean, we have women that are everywhere from startups to growth mode to scaling uh-huh. their business uh-huh. to looking at exit plans. You know, like, uh-huh. I mean, we, we kind of go the realm. And um, I think it was, for me, uh, it was also a, a give back. As, as I was there those couple years, I was seeing so many women in business And Uh some were doing really well, Uh and some had a lot of gaps, a lot of areas where they could be doing better. Uh And Uh I thought with my training background and the fact that I have been a successful entrepreneur and that I had worked in corporate America and went up the ranks, that I thought, gee, I have a lot of tools that I think... I could offer Uh Uh and that I could help and maybe mentor some of these amazing women and men uh, Uh in our chapter, but also be that person that could help them connect to the resources that they really need, Uh you know? Uh Uh Um, And I think that's that's part of it, too, is, you know, we we have to make sure that we're always enhancing our connections. E-Women played such a great part for me personally. Um, I loved making the connections there, you know, and then leveraging those connections for greater impact, whether it be in the community, you know, Uh uh, Uh for your give back, for your legacy. You know, I think there's a lot to be said of what... um, what that really would give you as as a uh, as an entrepreneur. So it was part of my reasoning for I thought mm-hmm. that I could be of assistance. I could somehow help. Um, well, yeah. yeah. I always feel like, you know, life has its opportunities that we're always in training for the next level. Yeah. Uh, somehow, sometimes many, uh, and I've talked with many women to help them to see that this is an opportunity for you to step into the next level. And don't despise the humble beginnings because oftentimes when we make those small steps, but they lead to bigger steps. And certainly you have, you know, taken those steps in the great leaps of faith of getting into what you feel is your niche. And Diana, from what I observe of you, you've done a, a masterful job with uh, being uh, leading these roundtables and masterminds and mentoring uh, to like oh, there's a, over 140 women entrepreneurs I know in the chapter that you lead. Mm-hmm. But what have you found in the last couple of years that are some of the biggest growing needs for the small business female owner? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think Uh a lot of the women that that become entrepreneurs have come from a corporate environment. Um, Uh So I think there is that learning curve of going Uh from uh, a business where, you know, you were successful in this business, but you had all these resources and backing behind you Uh to Uh now kind of doing what you did, but now you have to do everything else too. So I think there's that part of the learning curve. Um, I think there's a loneliness that happens Uh to Uh a lot of the women um, that become entrepreneurs because you are spending a lot of time by yourself kind of figuring out your business. Uh Uh And um, and that that seems to be something. Um, Also, I think a lot... uh, People don't really put together a strategy and really don't put together a plan or a roadmap to what they Mm -hmm. want that business to look like. They just have an idea and a passion 
and they just kind of throw caution to the wind and open their doors and put their money in, into it without really um, focusing on, mm-hmm. you know, the things that aren't going to go right, okay? Because even if you, even the best laid plans, right? That, that's the saying, right? You can plan right. 100%, right. but right. it's all the things that you don't plan for that come up. And, um, you know, and then also, too, just really knowing who, who their clients are, um, making mm-hmm. sure they're marketing to the right people, um, and, you know, that you can't just rely on great pictures and a good website and social media that, you know, you do have to have the connection. You have to have, at some point, you have to go face-to-face with your people, well, <laughs> you true. know. So I it's think um, there's a lot of gaps in sales, uh, and there's a lot of gaps in just um, – business acumen of knowing what needs to take place. Like, do you have a good banker? Do you have a good attorney? Do you have an accountant? Right? You don't want to be looking for a banker or an attorney when you need a banker or an attorney. You want to have these people uh, as part of your team. You don't have to be on retainer, but you definitely need to be making connections, building relationships with people that you may need down the road. Right. That is so true. You're making some very valid points. Um, and one of the things that I know, too, that we haven't mentioned, because it's hard to blaze a path and facilitate those introductions and the connections that you need in some of these more what I call elite business networks, because trying to find people who will absolutely, you know, support you in terms of finances, trying to find those people that, you know, are in those networks that can provide, um, well, I'm trying, startups, you know, mm-hmm. for you, resources for you. And I know that that, I hear that more often than not, it's so challenging trying to raise capital and find mentors. So those two things that we're going to talk about when we come back, maybe you have some suggestions for that. And mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with you with my guest, Diana. And we still got some really good information for you women out there and men. We're not leaving you out. So we'll be right back. Thank you for listening. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. 
You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there, and welcome back today with my guest, Miss Diana Sabatino, who is the Managing Director for the E-Women's Network. Diana is dynamic, energetic. She has so much business savvy, and we are sharing today some of her secrets about women entrepreneurs. And more importantly, we just talked about, before we went on break, some of the biggest growing needs that she saw for the small business female owner and so our entrepreneur. So, uh, Diana, I just want to, again, applaud you and thank you for sharing and caring because you gave a lot of good information in this last segment. So if you didn't, if you missed it, I want you to go to the show and download it so that you can hear that. If nothing else, hear these great tips in terms of what you need to be more successful. But Diana, also, we were talking about, um, and I mentioned this, about the support of what eWomen does, and I do know this, that, and you talked about that, about providing uh, support and collaboration among female entrepreneurs today. So share a little bit more about what the, the chapter does, what eWomen does for women. Well, eWomen, first of all, is a national organization. Um, we are one of the chapters here in uh, Orange County, and um, eWomen has about 118 chapters nationwide, uh, both uh, domestic, and then we also have uh, Canada. So we have a few in okay. uh, Canada as well. Okay. And really what our focus is, is really women helping women. Uh, our core values are all about really um, being that resource uh, to that other person, uh, being that cheerleader. They, you know, you might come to an eWomen network and you might find your clients there, but I guarantee you not so much your clients as finding that person who is going to introduce you to your client, who is mm-hmm. going to be that cheerleader, that promoter out there for you. It's, it's mm-hmm. so important as a business uh, owner, whether men, women, it doesn't matter, but especially for women-owned businesses today, eWomen is really focused on that women entrepreneur. And building those strong relationships and those connections with community are so important for you to build your business. Um, and a lot of women don't like networking. They don't like to come in and network because they feel like, oh, well, what am I going to say about my business? Or I'm not at that point in my business. Or I'm not a salesperson and I can't mm-hmm. really sell this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I say to everybody, it's not about coming in and selling. It's about coming in and collaborating. It's a coming in mm-hmm. and sharing. It's a Good. conversation. Mm-hmm. You're coming mm-hmm. in and just talking to people. When you walk in the door um, at our chapter, people will come up to you right away and go, how can I help you? What do you need? Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. talk uh-huh. to me about you. So it's not so much to look at, at selling as it is about really connecting because, you know, especially for women, uh, women buy differently than men anyway. You know, uh-huh. I mean, when we uh-huh. look at how women buy, women buy, they have to have a connection, Right. You know, a man might look at you and go, oh, well, you have what I want. Um, I looked at your service. I'll buy it from you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Price is right. I'll buy it from you. A woman will look at your business and say, I like what you have. Price seems to be right. Now, let me get to know you. You know? That's so true. Yeah, and I think that there's there's a part of that that we want to make sure that the women that are coming in that are building their businesses are collaborators. They do want to share. They're looking for... um, 
ways to really break through a lot of the beliefs maybe that they've had in the past. We mm-hmm. have coaching. We have um, women throughout the network. There are so many things available to you, whether you want to be a podcaster, whether you're looking mm-hmm. at um, to get some coaching. We have success coaches that are available to you. You get two mm-hmm. free sessions as a member mm-hmm. to go in mm-hmm. and actually talk to some coaches uh, in mm-hmm. regards to mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much that's right there at your fingertips that can really help you elevate your business and, you know, find out those things of where those gaps are so that you can be successful and and move forward and make more money and achieve the goals that you're looking to achieve, Mm -hmm. you know, as well as cultivate yourself. Tell me, Diana, what um, that you can share with the listeners has been probably a couple or one or more significant stories, success stories that have come out of uh, e-women and the connections maybe a couple of women have made? Yes. Um, well, I think uh, a couple of things that come to mind, we have one uh, woman that I know she came in thinking that she had nothing to offer. She was a business owner mm-hmm. and um, she was in manufacturing Mm-hmm. And she was like, why in a manufacturing business? We manufacture textiles. What can mm-hmm. I possibly mm-hmm. offer? And she came in and not only found resources of people that could um, utilize her services and, and introduce mm-hmm. her to clients, but she also found people that could assist her in her human resources, in her sales organization, um, you know, in her finance organization that mm-hmm. were able to collaborate and work with mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. now she's doing speaking about business she's mm-hmm. you know i mean <laughs> totally has used all her business savvy i mean she has a multi-million dollar organization uh-huh. and using her business savvy now to help and be a resource to other people but she said i had no idea at the time that i would come in and get something and then there's been women that have come in and, and really don't have a have a business yet Mm-hmm. And they've mm-hmm. really found the inspiration, the motivation, uh, the resources to be able to do that. And then, of course, many of the women, it's just really about collaborating with one another, sharing the stage with other coaches or other mm-hmm. presenters, mm-hmm. Um, and thinking out of the box of yes. right. not just right. looking at right. what the norm well, might be, but really thinking out of the box of how how we can work together to to share the clients where you might not have the same uh, topic, but you have the same client. So how can we uh, work together to make that happen? And I've seen it over and over and over again. And it, it's, it's so, um, it's inspirational to me. And it also really fulfills that need that I have to really connect people and um, and I, ju- I just really love what it's all about. It that it is about women, and then and that it's not a caddy organization. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. not these little groups. It's it's really you walk in, and it really is a a, a very warm environment of people that really want to help. Well, I I can attest that it is a very warm environment, and I think you know it's important for women to find their tribe 
to yeah. find um, where they can have those connections. And you know what? Just even that space just to be able to share some things that maybe you wouldn't share in other circles. But you Definitely. find a like-minded tribe of professional women who are well, moving in a direction of yeah. Well, as we said earlier, too, you know, loneliness is a big piece of entrepreneurship oh. sometimes. Oh. And then, too, sometimes we don't like asking for help. Sometimes we're not really good at receiving help, you mm-hmm. know. But you do need to find that group, that tribe, those people that mm-hmm. are going to be your supporters, you know, the doers, the believers, the people that are really going to support you and and help you really get your business to where you want it to be. Well, I'm excited that you are launching something called Train, which... Yes. Um, well, that actually, because... actually came from... Um, from taking over eWomen and, and becoming the managing director a couple years ago, mm-hmm. I've seen so many women um, who who have shared with me some of their needs of what they're mm-hmm. looking for. And a lot mm-hmm. is uh, skills-based where it's they need help with sales, they need help with negotiations, uh, mm-hmm. they need to be better mm-hmm. presenters, um, mm-hmm. they, you know, they need uh, some classes on leadership because maybe now they're hiring people and, mm-hmm. you know... So there's a, as I was listening to the different things, I thought, you know, there's a lot I think I can bring to the table. That's what I did. That's what I wrote. I wrote these curriculums for Fortune 100, (laughs) Fortune 500 companies. Hey, I should be helping you. Um, So Train International is going to be um, a training program where I'm going to be working with corporate, but I'm also going to be working with that small business owner, that entrepreneur um, in workshops, as well as doing some one-on-one. Uh, so that I can really, you know, do my give back and really assist uh, these small business owners who have so much but also need a, a little help to get them to the next place. They should, it shouldn't be a matter of, are you making six figures? It should be a matter of, um, what are we doing to get you to that $500,000 mark? You know, how are you getting there? Too many of... Um, people that I talk to that are small business owners seem to be at a place where they're doing great, they're making, they're being successful, but they're never getting to that next level. So something has to shift. Something has to change. Information needs to be evolved. Um, they need uh-huh. to look at different ways of maybe approaching uh, their marketplace. And I think that I'll be instrumental in helping them then do that. I think that's wonderful, and I'm glad that you're revving that up and you're letting everybody know, because really, with your background in training, international and domestic dining, you're just the person that people are going to need. So I'm recommending, because with your high energy, uh, wow, it's going to be fun. Any Anytime working with you, girl, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, too, my program plus, is definitely plus you can sing. You walk, you'll walk away with things you can implement immediately. Well, we have just a few minutes left, and I want you to tell me, what is Sandra Yancey doing with, please, give us real quick. We got yes, uh, March 8th, mark your calendars, March 8th, you want to go to www.ewomennetworkorangecounty, click on events, and okay. 
Sandra Yancey, our founder of eWomen, is going to be there with her success summit. She only uh, goes to about 12 locations a year to do this. It's going to be a sellout. We will have over 110 people there easily. We would love to see you there. Please go and check it out. Get registered. She is going to be sharing uh, her rise, which is 1 million women entrepreneurs, each achieving $1 million in annual revenue. That's her crusade. And the and, date again um, is March 6th. an amazing 6th. rise formula that really helps women achieve their success. March 6th. March 8th. Oh, March 8th. Oh, goodness, goodness. Come March 8th. Don't forget. March Diana, 8th. I want to thank you so much for sharing today. And you have been just so inspiring. And I really know that many of you out there have gotten a lot of information from Diana on Transformation for Success. Because we're about transforming your lives one step at a time. So until next week, we're going to be back yet with another inspiring guest on the Transformation for Success show. So have a very blessed week, and I leave you with these words. Health, happiness, and success depend on the fighting spirit of each person. The big thing is not what happens to us in life, but what we do about what happens to us. So we've got a little more time left. Ah, yes, we do, Diana. I'm going to give you a little more time. You know why? (laughs) Sure. Because you know why? Because you're my special guest, and we are both e-women. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, you know, I um, I will share with uh, with you one thing is, and that is, I you know, you, you've heard different people say, you know, um, success is eighty percent showing up, twenty percent follow up. I'm sure everybody on your show has heard that at some point in time. And although I agree with some of that, I think success really shows up. Not when you show up, but it shows up when you're fulfilled, when you're challenged, when you're learning, um, when you're building those strong relationships, those com- connections, that community, and, um, and, and, you know, when your business is really helping others and that you're really, whether it's cultivating the next generation or helping others achieve their goal, I, I think if we realize it's not just about us, it's about really creating that helping, giving atmosphere, and we need to be a part of a larger picture to to give life greater meaning and give our lives greater Absolutely. meaning. Um, you know, while while we're being successful, while we're doing those things, if you're doing that, success is yours. I truly believe that. I believe that too. We can't do it alone. And I want to encourage for some of my women listeners out there to encourage you to join a tribe. Find a group of women, like-minded individuals. If e-women may not be your thing, but there are other women's organizations, but share and help a sister this week. We're coming up against March, which is Women's Month, but there's so many things happening to women nowadays. I mean, we're really, really going to be making some strides in 2018. A lot of changes are coming, and I truly believe that there are so many sheroes that are Mm going to come forth in the year 2018. So I want to encourage all of you out there, be on guard, because you know what? You are blessed, and you are here to be a blessing. So sisterhood is on and cracking this year. So I want to hey, uh, Dr. Barbara, too, really quick, just to uh, remind your audience, too, Sandra Yancey is going to be on The Doctors uh, tomorrow, 
Uh, I oh. think it's, well, it's 2 p.m. Pacific time, and uh, she's going to be on there as a feature segment guest. And uh, you, if you want to find out more about eWomen and kind of get a, the, from the horse's mouth from our founder, Watch definitely the check doctors. her out on The Doctors tomorrow afternoon. All right. Watch The Doctors tomorrow and see Sandra Yancey. And thank you much for listening. And I want to say goodbye to all of you. Yeah. Have a blessed week. And tune in next week with me on the Transformation for Success show. Bye and have a blessed week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.